0: Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. It's episode number 33, closing time. This is a sort of uh, part two of last week's show that was entitled The Final Countdown. We're keeping musical themes here with song titles, you know, closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world as the song goes. If you have ever been at a bar at 2 a.m. on a Friday or Saturday night, surely you have sung this song joyously at the top of your lungs. However, today, we are going to be singing this tune at the top of our lungs for a much different reason. Today, we talk about what the big day looks like and what you can expect from a buyer or seller's perspective. Now, here's your real estate advisor who will help you clear the room, Jason Wilcox. (laughs)
1: That segue could not have been more perfect, Lou. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: How are you doing today, Lou? Oh, I'm uh, just wonderful. I'm uh, all excited about closing time. And as, was, and as I was telling Jason before we started, it, uh, you know, he had sent me the, the notes and everything today. And I, I had not heard the song in years. And I heard, it, <laughs> I heard it on my way down here to the studio uh, today. So, uh, you know, it just, it's serendipity or synchronicity or one of those things.
1: Yep. And and as a side note, if you're out there listening, going, Wait, this is this is actually a song. First off, you can shut up. Second off, <laughs> turn off this podcast for four minutes. Go listen to Closing Time by Semisonic, because any child of the nineties knows exactly that song. And then come back and listen to the podcast.
0: I, I would say that if you're you a in a point in your life where you're thinking about buying, selling a home, you're probably in an age where you've you've probably heard this, maybe at least on the oldie
1: stations, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, let let's let, let's not not even go into that into that <laughs> rabbit hole where like I'll turn on the oldie station and hear green day. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: Anyways, so we are going to be working at getting in, getting into this uh sort of this final uh episode here of not the final episode of the podcast, but the big day. So this is really the coup de grâce. This is what you've yes. been working up to this whole time.
1: Yes. This is where if everything is done the right way and in a perfect world, basically the buyers are walking out of the room uh, after the closing with their keys to their house, to their new house. The sellers are walking out, hopefully a big fat check from their proceeds because they've owned the house for years and they've taken great care of it and they've, they've earned a little bit of equity in the home yeah this is this is the big day uh, the previous podcast the the final countdown kind of sort of talked about what to expect uh, the the week leading into the, the big day this is the big day itself and and part of the reason why I'm doing this is because again I go back to the fact that a lot of my episodes draw on inspiration uh, from just what's going on in the real estate community uh, what's maybe going on in my office what's going on on in my own dealings and my own transactions. And I found out that there are a lot of buyers and even a lot of sellers um, who maybe haven't bought or sold for a number of years who don't really know what to expect the day of closing, how it goes, when everything is officially official. So I thought it'd be fun to talk for a few minutes today about what the actual closing day looks like and what you can expect so you kind of know when everything is officially official.
0: I, I got to tell you, Jason, these podcasts, especially the last two, are um, just – I wish they would have been around – the last time I had to do a real estate deal because I did not know what to expect. I didn't, I wasn't really prepared. I'm not saying that my agent did a bad job. It's just, you're so overwhelmed with so many things that you have to do. So having a sort of like something you can kind of listen to a review to kind of like get you sort of in the mindset of where this is all going and what is all going to happen is very, uh, is very, very, very very valuable. So let me ask you, speaking of closing, (laughs) Yes. Who actually attends the closing? Because there's it's not just one or two people, right? It's a it's a little bit of a scene.
1: Yes, it's a little bit of a party, but not too much of a party. Okay. So really there are five people that attend the closing. The first is the buyers. The buyers have to attend closing because there are lending docs, they have to wedding signs, they have to attend closing. Uh, sometimes the sellers will attend closing. Now I have had situations and it is becoming more common where sellers don't attend closing. We could talk a little bit about that at the end, but sellers will many a time tend the closings. The agents who represent the buyers and sellers will be in um, attendance as well. Um, the fourth, uh, group that is there is the title closer. That is the representative from the title company. Um, they're kind of the, uh, the, the party host, if you will, because they're the ones who are bringing all the paperwork. They're the ones who are making sure that everyone is signing what they're supposed to sign and, you know, checks are being distributed as they're supposed to. And, you know, everyone's getting what they're supposed to be getting at closing. And then occasionally I would say this one's maybe 50, 50, occasionally the 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 loan originator or the lender will make an appearance as well. um I know our good friend Jim Martin, who we've talked about and referenced many times on this podcast um he will attend a closing. I know there's some other loan officers that I work with that will attend closing, and they're there just for moral support to the buyers if the buyers have any questions about the the lending documents that they're signing um but yeah, so you figure just kind of high side if you have two buyers, two sellers. Two agents, a title closer, and a lender, you could see as many as eight people uh, at a closing, um, which is why I bring this up to say that when buyers ask me, you know, is it okay if, if, if mammy or pappy or the dog or the kids or whoever 10 closing, and we politely say no, it's because there's already going to be a lot of people at a conference room trying to sign all this paperwork. It's why all the extraneous people who are not involved in the transaction should maybe stay at home or at least just hang in the parking lot because the room is already going to be somewhat crammed with everyone who has to be there, let alone people who want to be there.
0: Yeah, and there really is no real reason for any additional people to really be there. Uh, you know, if right. you have a great agent, great real estate advisor like Jason, you know, he's he's got everything set up for you and the, he's going to like, you know, make sure that it all goes right and make sure that you stay on top of things. And uh, and, and and how long is a closing, anyways?
1: <laughs> Depends on how, how long everyone wants to read everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait I a minute. Say... No,
0: I'm only on page two. Hold on. You know, somebody, you <laughs> yep. know, going line yep. by line, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Great. There's 180 pages to go. Here we go. <laughs> um, I would say the average closing is um, about an hour, um, maybe a little less. Um, I will tell you if it's a cash closing and there's only lending do- or um only title documents to sign no lending docs it's actually going to be closer to fifteen to twenty minutes uh because you have about eighty pages of lending docs that you don't have to sign but average is about forty five minutes uh to an hour um mainly because of um again you've got all the title do- title documents you have to sign but then you have uh the 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 lending documents uh as well so I would anticipate an hour for that but also for the buyers. Um, I would also anticipate about an hour for the final walkthrough. And we discussed this heavily in length in the the previous episode, uh, the final countdown. Um, So you want to anticipate that as well. Um, Not that it takes an hour to do the final walkthrough. The final walkthrough only takes about uh, 15 minutes or so to walk through the house, but you got to allow travel time. If you're closing on a house in Baldwin, but you have to get over to Bethel Park for the closing, then you might do the final walkthrough at 10 o'clock so that you can be done by 10 20 so you could be on the road to be at the the closing office by 10 40 1040, 10 45 for your 11 o'clock closing and then you would be done by about 12 p.m so
0: okay uh yeah not not a real big deal um especially again if you've got you're working with good folks they're gonna they're taking you through this you're gonna be okay. No, no need to bring um, Mama and Papa or whoever. Uh so Or the speak- dog. Or the dog. <laughs> so 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 speaking of what to bring, other than yourself and the folks that we said that were already going to be there, there are a few things that you need to bring with you. So and we did touch on this on the last uh, episode as well. So what are the things they need to bring?
1: Yeah, this will definitely be a review to all the listeners out there who listened to the previous episodes. So sellers just have to bring one thing, and that is their identification. And usually a driver's license will suffice, um, mainly because uh, with the closing documents on the title company side, the reason you have to have your driver's license is because those papers are getting notarized. uh, And the title rep has to make sure that Um, they know who you are and they, that you are who you say you are. Um, I think I might've actually shared that story, uh, many podcast episodes ago, our, um, our legal counsel for, for Colwell Banger told us a story once of where he was at a closing and, uh, the husband and wife seller showed up to closing. Um, and he noticed that the wife was, um, much younger than the husband. And again, you know, like any other business transaction, not our concern, not our, not Mm -hmm. our cake to bake, um, Only to find out nine months later, at Thanksgiving, um, when the buyers were in the house preparing for Thanksgiving dinner, the door bursts open and an older lady walks through. And they're like, (laughs) "Uh, can we help you? And she's like, I live here. Uh, Only come to find out that the woman that burst through the door was the actual wife. The husband was trying to pass the girlfriend off as the wife. Um, (laughs) And I just thought, oh, that's... That's a whole heap of legal trouble I do not want to be a part of. (laughs)
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes, we did mention that um, before. So, yes, ID, and it has to be, like, real, and you can't cheat, and don't, don't pass your girlfriend off as your wife.
1: Yeah, leave your McLovin <laughs> ID at home. Uh, but, then, but then for the buyers, you also have to bring your ID. And I always tell buyers to bring two forms of ID only because sometimes a lender will want a second form of ID. As long as you have your driver's license, that one will suffice for your photo bearing ID. And then, you know, whether you have like a, a healthcare card, a debit card, credit card, uh, work ID, something basic that just shows you your name. But the other two things that you need to do is um, you need to, bring your cash to close. So let's say your cash to close is $13,284.67. You need to bring that in the form of certified funds. And certified funds are one of two things. They're either wired funds. And if you're wiring, you'll do that ahead of time. But if not, you have to bring your cashier's check. So you have to bring your cashier's check made out to the title company for your your amount that you owe, but then you also want to bring your personal checkbook. And your personal checkbook is nothing more than if you bring too much or too little, there's no issue. That's not, it happens all the time, not a problem. If you bring too much, the title company can reimburse you for, for, you know, if you brought $200 more, they'll give you a check for $200. But if you didn't bring enough, as long as it's under about $1,000, $1,500, you can cut the rest in a personal check as long as a bulk of the funds are in in certified funds. Um, So you will need to bring your personal checkbook for that reason.
0: And and if you're uh, confused as to why there might be some variation there, Please refer to last week's podcast where we got into how sometimes there can be slight different discrepancies and little things that can change at the very end there. So that's why yeah. you might need that.
1: Yep. Yep. May, the, the short version is that, you know, when you get your closing disclosure three days before closing, in those three days leading up to closing, title and lender are still going back and forth. And so there may be some changes if they've got some discrepancies.
0: Okay. Now, possible issues with. Closing. This is something that nobody likes to think about, but let's go ahead and uh, let's just ex- dive this, right yeah, in. So, and,
1: I, and I'll be honest with you, I hate the word issue. I probably should have put delay. So, <laughs> I had uh, I had uh, lunch with two good friends of the program uh, earlier today uh, from from Penbridge. I was eating lunch with uh, Rich, and then actually our good friend at Movement Mortgage, Jim Martin, and uh, we had gotten into a discussion. I think Penbridge is on track to close as a, as a whole company, I think they're doing something like 300 uh, properties they're closing on this month alone. Oh, wow. It's insane what how many properties they're closing on. And the reason I say something like that is to say something like this. Um, when you go to close, you are one of many houses that are closing that day, that week, that month. And you're dealing with entities like the lender and like the uh, title company who do this on a daily basis. It is not uncommon. I have literally been in situations where we were supposed to close at four o'clock. We got the clear to close at one o'clock 1.30, the bank starts working on all the final documentation, all the paperwork that it then has to send to the title company. The title company has to get it, review it. They've got to balance the, the settlement statement between the, the title company and the lender and then print all that stuff out Give it to their title closer and their title closer literally has to go to the um, the closing and do the closing. So literally coming down to the wire in terms of the minute, like literally I was sitting in a closing at four o'clock. When the lender had given us the clear to close at one o'clock and literally the title company is emailing us at 420 documents that have to be printed out, emailing us at 425, the settlement statement and, and, and the HUD one and all this paperwork and buyers and sellers are literally sitting at the table, twiddling their thumbs making small talk because we're literally waiting for the paperwork to get there and we're waiting for the title rep to show up with that paperwork. And it literally comes down to the minute. Sometimes there are these last minute things that happen. And I've literally been in situations where, um, you know we're scheduled to close at 10 and we might have to bump it back to 1 just to give the title company a couple of extra hours to prepare all that paperwork so that we're not just sitting around for 4 hours with our thumbs up our tushies waiting for this this paperwork to come in i've heard
0: rich mention on more than one occasion that you know they were spo- you know th- th- not ex- m- as an example, you know we were supposed to close at ten, then we were supposed to close at one, then yeah. we were supposed to close at three thirty then yeah. you know by nine o- nine o'clock last night we were actually we finally got you know got everything together so th- these these things do happen and and you're not really going to help yourself or anybody else by getting overly frustrated about it as long as you have your
1: stuff together that's right. the most important thing they'll deal with it you know these are the right. professionals. Yep, and and on the other side of that, the other thing that can cause closing too, um, and this is a concept that's that that's really blows a lot of people's minds, but let me see if I can break it down. If you're a seller and you're supposed to, after all your closing costs and everything, let's say you're supposed to get net proceeds of $250,000 off the sale of your house. Clearly, you want that money. Clearly. I understand. <laughs> I would want that money too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the title company... Has to have that money before they can cut you the check. So the other issue that we see a lot of times is the same time the lender is sending out the closing documents because they get the clear to close they send out the final closing docs that's also when they're sending out the funding the the property has to be funded and basically what that means and i'm not a banker so i don't know the intimate details of how they do it but basically the 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 basic gist is you know once it's been approved clear to close the bank says okay we're writing a loan for one hundred fifty thousand dollars we're going to send that wire off to the title company so that the title company will have the money. And then once they have the money, they can then give it to whoever needs to get it. So the other issue is, is again, going back to that example of at 1 o'clock, we get the clear to close. One thirty is when it gets funded. Well, the problem is wires don't happen in like five minutes. It's got to go through the Fed. From the Fed, it goes to there. So sometimes you can send a wire in at 10 a.m., and then it doesn't actually get to its final destination until maybe four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you have to understand from a title company's perspective, if they're waiting for that wire to hit, if they're waiting for that $300,000 loan to hit for the bank, they don't really want to cut you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, a check for $250,000 until they know their $300,000 from the bank is hit because if something happens and that money doesn't hit, they've now just cut a $250,000 check that they can't cash. And that is no- no bueno whatsoever so you have to understand that <laughs> if we're waiting for funding to occur again we're not they're not trying to be jerks they're just trying to say look we don't have the money we can't cut you a check for money that we don't have because they're waiting for the lender to send it over.
0: Yeah, and don't get try not to get too much uh, your your shorts in a bunch over it if they say something like that to you because the, it, as Jason said, these processes aren't instantaneous. I think a lot right. of folks have seen a lot of these spy movies where you know where he's wiring funds to my account in Switzerland and like it just shows up like in like you know like in 10 seconds or something like that. That's that's fantasy. <laughs> In yes. reality, it's got to go some different places and kind of get moved around a little bit before it reaches the final destination, which we could uh, do another part. Po- there's there's a, there's a uh, what isn't that a uh, no? That's the final countdown, final destination. That's a that's a that's a horror movie. Which and yes. this can be horror <laughs> to some people <laughs> when they're sitting there going, "Where's my damn money?" But um, yeah, so so don't don't get you know you're not going to do anybody any good by you know these this is a just part of the process. And luckily, you have somebody like Jason. In your corner, he's your real estate advisor and he's already explained this to you ahead of time. So you're not sitting there tweaking out at the end. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> one one real quick, just a real quick funny story. One of my favorite closings ever. And this may go down, I've yet to top this. I did a closing earlier this year and uh it was with the with the younger cus- a younger couple, husband and wife, super sweet people. Um husband was real quiet, real reserved. He and I got along real well, which is shocking for anybody that knows me because I'm I'm way eccentric and I scare quiet people really easily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we were at the, we were at the closing. We literally went through the whole thing, forty five minutes. They're signing paperwork. We're doing what we need to do. I'm sitting there just kind of checking my phone, doing some other little things. Because you'll you'll actually find I'm I'm actually rather useless at the closing because I don't have any involvement other than to make sure everything's all good to go. But it's funny because at the end, I think the the title rep said, "Hey, do you have any questions?" And the husband was literally like. I haven't heard a word you said after hello. All I know is that for the last 45 minutes, Jason's been sitting here not freaking out. So I'm not freaking out because that clearly means everything's going as it should. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes is like
0: I'm looking over at the it's my uh, real estate advisor and he's chill. So I guess I can chill too. Exactly. Like, that, that's a great lesson right there. So now we're down to the really
1: fun part. Yes. T- taking possession. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. I was about to say so this is just kind of one of those common sense things, but it bears worth noting. So we're all on the same page. Um, When you go to closing, when you actually go to the closing table, you sign all the paperwork, you know, buyer and seller sign the deed and the note and the mortgage. You know, the seller gets their proceeds. The buyer gives the title company their cash to close in the form of a cashier's check or a wire. Seller gives buyer's the keys and the and the and the garage door openers that is the point we've officially closed that's when it's done that's when it's finalized unlike the weirdos in ohio which we'll get to that in a second oh, no. the the way we have it set up is that when we close we take possession the day we close once we wrap up closing We do it. I joke about the weirdos in Ohio because I have friends of mine and I have realtors over in Ohio. Sean Carpenter actually does this over in Ohio. I meant to give him a hard time when he was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. But they actually have it different where they negotiate a close date, uh, but then a separate possession date. So you might close on, let's say, November 1st, but you'll take possession of the home November 15th. Uh, The way we do it in PA is the day you close is the day you take possession. But what's important to note is you actually have have to close the house before you take possession of it. So for example, if you close at nine o'clock in the morning, and then we're done by 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock on the house is yours, you can do whatever you want if we don't close or if we get delayed and we don't close until 4:30 and we don't wrap up until 5:30 then you could take possession at 5:30 once the actual closing is over so you do get to take possession of the house the day of but you have to wait until we actually close and the reason why that's important is because you know again if you're if you're hiring movers right if you're getting, you know, I've I've had foreclosures where the utilities are not on, and and uh, buyers are getting the water company over there to turn the water on, or you know, you're you're hiring painters, you know, flooring people, whatever. It has to be after you close, and that is. So that's why I always tell buyers, looking ahead to after closing, if you're hiring painters, movers, carpet people, whatever, I would really strongly encourage that maybe you wait until a day or two afterwards, or you wait to do, you know, if you close on a Thursday, maybe you wait to do your big move until Friday or Saturday, because that way, if things change in the day, you don't want to have all your friends ready to help you move in at 10 a.m. to find out it's been delayed and you don't close until six o'clock at
0: night absolutely yep it can happen it can happen yes so what are uh, any final thoughts we've taken possession we've dealt with all the issues we figured out what to bring we figured out how long the closing is and who attends what is uh, any final thoughts anything we need to uh, address before we
1: wrap up for today jason Lou, one day we're gonna do a podcast episode on Jason's top twenty pet peeves in the real estate market. And <laughs> this like will it. probably like be a top of the list. Okay. As we've described, there's a lot of moving parts on the day of closing, and there's a lot of reasons why you might plan to close at ten, but it might get pushed back to two. It might get moved up to nine. There's a number of reasons why it can get moved around. Ladies and gentlemen, your employers give you personal days. They give you sick days. They give you mental health days. They give you vacation days for a reason. Buying a house is not like going to the grocery store. Buying the house is not like going to get your portraits taken or whatever. You're buying a flipping house. It's literally something you'll do once, twice, maybe three times in your lifetime, four if you get divorced. Take the flipping day off of work. Take nothing drives me more nuts than when I'm trying to move every mountain in southwestern Pennsylvania to get this flipping thing closed. You can see Luke can see me in in the zoom right now. I'm getting angry. I'm getting fired up. Take the flipping day off of work. If you're buying a $200,000 house, I will give you $200,000, 200,000 reasons why you should take the day off work. And that goes for sellers too. Sellers are like, but I have to work. Is your job going to pay you $200,000 for one day's worth of work? I don't think so. Take the day off work because if we have to move things, you need to be flexible. The last thing I want to deal with is your employer. My apologies, Lou. End of soapbox. <laughs> 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 right. Endo rant. Um, yes, it, it can be. A, it also,
0: guys, it's a kind of a hectic, stressful day for everybody. And and if the. the you don't want to be having to deal with, oh, you're going to get back to work. You don't want to be in that position. You get just like figure out ahead of time and just tell the boss, look, this is not happening today. I, you know, this is big. And any boss worth his or her salt, who, you know, in, understands it like this is huge. <laughs>
1: You yeah. know, and, if, and if they don't quit, just quit, because if you have a boss that doesn't understand, they just don't get life and you don't want to work for that. Well, person. make sure,
0: though, that you have that final pay stub turned into the to your lender, though, in case you need that before. you. Quit.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Close, <laughs> then quit. Please do not quit your job before you close. If you quit your job before you close, you just made my day a lot longer. Quit. <laughs> after you close on your house <laughs> I can uh, hear Jim screaming through the through 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 the, the 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 speakers right now if he's listening to this episode
0: no <laughs> no 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 yeah I believe he stood up at me and I and told a story similar about somebody not you know turned out they had quit their job in the middle of Doing something and uh, it was a big mess. So yeah, don't don't do that. But you, you just you just have to be aware because this is a really and I think the the real purpose of these past two episodes was to show you guys this is a big deal. This is time consuming. There's a lot of moving parts. Things don't always go exactly 100 percent. Boom, boom, boom down the line and. You know, the last thing you want to be dealing with is I got to get back to work. I got to get back to work. You're not going to just take, you know, take off for lunch for 30 minutes and go and do this and come back. It's It just doesn't work that way. That's not the kind of thing. All right. So, um, Jason, thank you so much for uh, clarifying a lot of this stuff. These last two episodes, I think these last two episodes were really fun and really exciting because we're really getting to like the really fun stuff is like you know, actually getting the house and actually, or if you're selling, actually getting that big check. The, 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 that's the real, that's the payoff right that's what you started this whole process for whatever 45 days ago or 90 days ago or whatever it was to get to this point so you should be really excited about it and we just wanted to give you some tips so that you could make this process as smooth as you can for yourself uh you guys can uh, get more information always jason is more than willing to talk to you about this uh by contacting him you can contact him by phone text or call at 412 412- Six five one four six three eight four one two six five one four six three eight. You can also email Jason at Jason Wilcox at Pittsburgh Moves dot. Um, and we just had a, uh, like I said, just a great show today. I love the the musical themes. I think we might be next week's show. We might have a musical thing. Too. I, 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 no, no, I don't want to be us any spoilers away, but I'm, I'm thinking there might be another musical uh, podcast in us here. But uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Jason, for uh, the, the, the great insights and the uh, great education here. And you can find out more as I said, by calling Jason or emailing him. And if, if you're, if you're too lazy to do that, just wait, because there's next week, there's going to be another really real real estate podcast. Stick around, check it out then. And we'll see you. Thanks so much for hanging out.